0: Hello, I'm Charu Kamaria. I'm a writer, journalist, speaker, and podcaster based in the southeastern United States. And I started this show after many years of working in newsrooms where stories of the day are boiled down to just a few minutes. I want to go more in depth, talk about the things that we all should be noticing and discussing, and help you understand what the story really is. So let's get started. Welcome to this week's episode of the Story with Charu podcast. My guest today is John Dabrowski, the co-creator of Local, a Pauli's Island, South Carolina restaurant noted for creating really inspired dishes using locally sourced ingredients and serving all of these great f- this great food in a very inclusive environment where everybody is welcome. Good morning, John. Thanks for joining us today.
1: Good morning. Thank you for having me on today.
0: And the restaurant's already busy, even though you don't open for another hour, but I can hear people already starting to bother you.
1: <laughs> yes. Ma'am. That's, well, not bothering us, asking us about the wonderful events we have going on today, I'm sure.
0: <laughs> That's right. What, what a way to rephrase that, right? So tell me how you got into this business. What what led you to sort of go into hospitality and food?
1: Um, well, growing up, my, my mother... Uh, she worked three jobs most of the time throughout my high school and, uh, and middle school careers. So she was always working at night. So if I wanted to eat, we'd cook dinner for the, I'd cook dinner for the family. So started cooking um, at a young age and found the passion for it and um, ended up going to any university for college because I figured that'd be the best way for me to be able to, you know, uh, make something of myself and was able to get a scholarship from the Army to go to college, uh, which uh, ended up not... Finishing the path that we uh, that I started, by an uh, injury I, I, I took uh, during the Ranger Challenge competition, uh, but then I realized that you know any, any university was not um, you know a regular university was not going to be what I wanted it to do, um, so I went to culinary school up in uh, Chicago at the Cook and Hospital Institute of Chicago.
0: Wow, and then what brought you to the coast of South Carolina?
1: Uh, Well, I was very lucky. I won uh, Junior Culinary of the Year from the American Culinary Federation um, very early on in my career when I was up in Chicago. And that opened up many doors for me. Um, As soon as I was a chef in the city and we had our first snowfall and I had snow up to my my side mirrors that I was like, and I had to put my resume out there all over throughout the country. And I was offered to travel down to Florida to work down in Bradenton, Florida as a country club chef uh, down at Bradenton Country Club. And so once I left the snow, I never really went back up. And I've been very fortunate to to pass my career through some great country clubs in the southeast and southwest side of Florida um, before Debedu actually brought me up here, which is a great private club uh, between Polly's Island and Georgetown. So they brought me up here to be their banquet chef 15 years ago.
0: Wow! So when I was, I've eaten at your place a couple of times, and what struck me is in this pl- in this area, this part of the country where so much is seafood based and not necessarily always the best quality seafood, but I was so impressed with, I'm a vegetarian, how many vegetarian and vegan dishes you had. Why did you guys decide to do that?
1: Well, you know, we opened up in the worst time ever to open up a restaurant in August of 2020. Um, In order to do that, we live in a very great uh, community with the awesome diversity of great restaurants. But we had to figure out what our niche was going to be to get people to come out in the worst time in the history of going out to restaurants, um, to to try something different. So when people were going out during that during the pandemic, they were going out to restaurants that made them feel brought back that memory of what that that good feeling they were looking for. Well, we didn't have that. All we had was failed restaurants in this building before us. So we had to not only overcompensate. Uh, from the restaurants, you know, the seven or eight that have been here in the last 10 years um, and overcompensate that by reinventing what we were going to do in this space. And one of those things was going to be, you know, our, our our concept is to welcome everybody. Well, that's not just, you know, as opposed to, you know, just who you are. It's also, you know, nobody wants to go to a restaurant and and feel like they're put out because they have dietary restrictions or they're vegan or they're vegetarian or they're gluten-free or they, or, they, or they can't eat eggs or they can't eat dairy. So, you know, um, it's really important to me to train all the staff and make sure they're all aware that we can give people a place to come and not have to search the menu for the items or get the vegetable of the day. And that, um, that really helped us get people in the door, and um, it was a big part of what we're doing.
0: And then, you know, what's interesting about your restaurant that I thought was so cool was I could get something vegetarian with a protein, which you're right. Like a lot of times in that part of the country, you've got to go just to the sides, and hope they don't have bacon fat. But my husband, who eats everything and is a hunter, got, he's, he says the best crab cake in Pauly's Island with the most amount of crab at your restaurant, which is so interesting that you could do both so well.
1: Well, you know, I'm very fortunate that my co-owner, uh, Keith Estabrook, uh, he was uh, in Maryland for a while as a chef. So... Ah, uh, that is his crab cake recipe. I've been working with him for over 13 years on the beach, and I've been lucky enough to put it on my my menu on a, on two different locations that I've been I've been working at as well. So, um, it is. It's but it's just pure. It's it's, it's hand picked, unpasteurized crab from North Carolina, and it comes from Seven Seas Seafood and in Merle's Inlet. We get it every every other day. We get crab, and we make it fresh. And all it is is crab. And, and you know, and that's you know the name of our our, our business, you know, our, our name of our restaurants, locally drink celebrate, but actually our LLC is Fat Kid Hospitality, uh, because we love, because you know as it, crazy as it sounds, you never have a bad time when you go to a larger person's house for a meal. Okay, <laughs> you know, and I'm a fat kid at heart, and I'm and I'm you know a large person as well, but that's that's it. You always have a good time, and we want to make sure that everybody can feel and get that fat kid food too. you know we've got the big old hand cut chops the fresh fish um, and all you know and, our, and our, our Sunday fried chicken for those but we also have the Brewers Bowl which is became our most popular dish and and that was just developed for us to, by our, our co owner Keith to be able to be a really hearty dish that you can eat and not have to put a protein on it but if you are a meat eater you can throw some you know, chicken or shrimp or something on it as well.
0: I'm glad that you brought up Fat Kid Hospitality. I wanted to ask you about that, how you got to that name.
1: Well, it's, it's definitely, you know, uh, my co-owner and I, we've been friends for 15 years and we've had dinner parties at our house. And, and you know, like I said, you never have a bad time with, you know, Southern hospitality is a big thing, you know, but if you go to a big person's house, and I, I know it's a horrible thing to say, but, you know, what? it's like the Santa Claus fat and jolly, you know? It's the same. It's In my mind, that goes hand in hand.
0: No, I agree with you because I've always said, I mean, don't you remember there used to be a say, saying, don't trust a skinny cook?
1: You never trust a skinny chef. That is exactly true. But that um, Chef Paul Padon, I believe, used to say that, if I'm correct.
0: Yeah, and, I mean, it's true because even... You know, to be, like, we use this term foodie a lot, and we talk about foodie, but to really love food, to really savor, to enjoy, to recognize somebody's done a good job with this. You know, they've done something maybe I can't do, or maybe I've done something, you know, in my home kitchen that really, you know, you put your foot in it. I mean, you know, just like they say in the black community, it's it's really it's a thing. If you're into food, you get it. Like, um, and it doesn't have to be fancy necessarily or expensive, but I, I feel that I feel what you're saying with the fat kid hospitality, (laughs) (laughs) you know, definitely. Um, and tell me a little bit about, um, why the, the very inclusive environment. This is something that I saw immediately with the, the pride flags and the events that you folks host. Talk to me about making sure everyone feels welcome there.
1: Well, you know, so my wife, Peta, and I, we moved to this great community of Polly's Island 15 years ago. And, you know, it, our slogan is catch, is is corny as all hell, and I'm sure, you know, but it we, I, it's really is, you know, local, it's uh, it's more where you're from, it's it's how we make you feel. And, you know, when we first moved to this community 15 years ago, um, it wasn't the easiest trek for us. Um, you know, my, my, my position wasn't all that I was hoping it to be that I moved up here for, um, you know, uh, Peta was not legally allowed to work because we were waiting for her, her paperwork to come in because she's a South African. Uh, she's from South Africa and we're waiting for her citizenship to come in and all the paperwork to, to be able to let her work. So really would have been easy for us with the marketable yeah. skills we had to travel to a bigger market and became become a little bit more successful, a little bit more fast. Uh, but there was something keeping us in this community and there was something that was really kept us drawn to this beautiful place of Polly's Island. and. And we've always felt at home. And and we, you know, my wife, Peter, her, all of her family's over in South Africa. My mom is up in Chicagoland. And that's that's our family. So our family is this community. And we really wanted to make sure that there's a place for people, of all people. You know, we have a very diverse, wonderful group of friends. And we wanted to make sure that everybody feels welcome and, and has a place to go, whether it's dietary restrictions or, or if you're in the outskirts of a French community that you might not feel welcome to go to a different restaurant. But we don't, that's not who we are. And it's fun to be that place. And it's fun to be able to be that place for our employees that are young and and figuring themselves out as well and being a place for, you know, I don't, I hate the term safe place, but to be a place where people can be themselves.
0: Yeah. And, And what's the reaction been from members of those communities? You know,
1: you know, um, I get a lot of um, we get a lot of great response, and I get a lot of hate mail too. It's it's pretty awesome. It goes both ways. Uh, I keep a letter. I keep one. of I'm actually looking right over my screen right now, and I I keep a hate letter right in front of me every day to remember why I'm doing this. Um, and it's it's definitely you know um, it's 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 it is what it is. You know, uh, we definitely uh, didn't start our drag brunches until we've been open for about two years because we didn't want to. Paul's Island's a little bit. Uh, it's a little more of a conservative community and. And we wanted to let people know who we are and what we're doing before we do, um, you know, these more, not obscure events, but these events that we wanted to do the whole time. But we wanted the community to really understand who we are. And most of the people knew us before we opened the restaurant, but we really wanted to get into the community a little bit more before we started doing these events.
0: And the drag bunches, brunches are crazy popular. Like, they they it's, sell out.
1: It's, it's the most ridiculous thing you'd ever imagine. We sold 75 tickets out in less than five minutes. People come out, you know, we start, we sell the tickets a month before the event. People will come in for brunch right when we open in order to get in line to buy those tickets. And so now we're actually going to start a, a happy hour and a drag brunch on uh, every other month to try to accommodate more people. But who would have thought that, you know, Sleepy Town of Balias Island would sell 75 tickets to a drag brunch at $20 a ticket. We're able to Donate part of the proceeds goes to Polly's Island P Flag, um, uh, and then we also, um, of course, we pay the queens and, and all of that fun stuff. So it's a it's a great event, and um, it's definitely been really fun for our community. And I think the great diversity we it's, we don't have the same people that come to every show. We kind of make it hard to buy tickets on that uh, for that reason. Um, you only can buy four tickets per person and, and, you know, so things like that. So we can switch up the crowd and let different people experience it.
0: Yeah. You know, when I saw that, when I saw you were doing it to me, I'm not a member of the drag community or the gay community, but a supportive of it. And to me, it just let me know I'm welcome here because more than likely, if you're welcoming that group and you're being inclusive, you're going to welcome me as well. And that's what made me in addition to the menu, which had like a million things I could eat want to come in. And of course, then we were sold with the cocktails and the food.
1: But we, we hear that story quite often and, and we meet some awesome people that are coming into town for whatever reason for their family and don't feel welcome anywhere. And, and they, and then they might see that, you know, during, uh, um, actually our Instagram, uh, logo is stole the, the pride flag as our turtle. Um, and I, and, and we actually, I have people coming in because they see that and they, and there's not a lot of places that in our beautiful community, they're very kind people, but they're also, it's not the most welcoming for everybody.
0: Yeah, I 100% agree with you and support that. And I've felt some of that unwelcomeness myself being there. So um, I can understand and I applaud you for being brave enough to do it. Um, people in the bus- in business usually don't want to do anything like that. But um, I think when you have good good product, you can do things like that. You know what I mean? Because you're... you're not just standing on the fact that you're doing things like drag brunches, it's really this other stuff. You know what I mean?
1: Well, we opened up in in like, once again, the worst time ever in the history to open a restaurant and the polarization of the mask mandate in this community and understanding what, We should be doing for the safety of our our employees and our guests and then what the state was telling us what to do and then what the county was telling us what to do and then what other restaurants in our town were doing just because that's what they wanted to do. So with all of that confusion, it really polarized our community a little bit. Um, We still haven't had people in our restaurant that are friends of mine because of that. You know, which is crazy. They're, I mean, I still love them, but that's, you know, it is what it is. They, they believe in what they believe in, and that's all fine and dandy. Um, but I also, you know, it, it, we you say that we're able to do that because our great product. Um, but unfortunately, you know, you it, it, it might not have been the smartest thing to do because we could have, we definitely could be a little farther ahead uh, today, I, I truly believe, um, than if we decided to take these stance and polarize part of our community.
0: Hmm. And tell me, like, when you're saying that some people still won't go in, is it they were anti-mask or pro-mask? What was the Oh yeah,
1: people are anti-mask. People, you know, you know, I definitely also noticed a direct um, proportion of our after church crowd. The more popular my drag brunches get, um, which is, you know, we're still doing great numbers. We're getting great support. We just won best brunch on the beach from the, um, you know, the Sun News. But I also am seeing. It's 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 interesting, you know. So you know, it's it's definitely a, a trend that I'm noticing. It's being picked up in other places in other ways, but it is definitely polarized. You know, some of our our, our would be guests, and and that's 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 fine and dandy because you know, uh, you know, I can tell you how many people come in rude and I just turn them away. I mean, it's, you know, on a Sunday, I run for the manage from the host stand. So if you walk in and you don't understand, you don't have a reservation and you don't want to wait five to 10 minutes and you're rude, I just tell you to have a nice day and go somewhere else. Yeah, you, we're not-
0: you know, it is so surprising to me that that concept um, of not being nice to the hostess, it things are what they are at a restaurant. Like if they're busy and they're packed, you arguing with this person is not going to change it, but you being nice I don't, I, I'm always shocked. I had an experience like this trying to get into brunch someplace yesterday. And that's why, um, it's fresh in my mind. And I saw this woman kind of arguing with this hostess and this lady's, the hostess is being so professional back. Um, but I was literally thinking like, this is about to be a situation where I've got to record this. Cause this woman is being so mean, you know, yeah, it is horrible. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's horrible that, you know, you can treat, I mean, it's it's well. I mean, it's making an impact because some people don't want to do these jobs anymore, where they have to interact with the that's, public.
1: Oh, understatement of a lifetime. Staffing is the biggest issue that I deal with. Uh, next to the cost of goods being raised so crazily, um, you know, eggs are going just are one and a half times what I paid for them last month, mm-hmm. um, just because of all the bird flu stuff that's going, that's been all the birds that went down. So the the, the trends and the in the the, the cost are able for us to keep moving our prices back and forth so between the cost of goods and labor. It's crazy right now. So we can't find anybody that wants to really work. Everybody's the, the back of the house is even worse than the front of the house, which is really, really strange. And it's not just this profession, which I don't understand. It's every profession. It's not, you talk to anybody in any form of any business and they're all hiring. So I don't know what's going on. I'm that's, a, that's a problem for people to have better binds than mine. I'm barely a restaurant's worker.
0: I know. And you, you uh, make it a point to treat your people well, So I hope that that alleviates. I have a question for you regarding COVID in that area. Polly's Island, South Carolina, for anyone who hasn't been, is um, a lot of retirees. A lot, like I would say, the majority of the population is probably retired. Is that fair to say, do you think, John, or not? I would
1: say that. It, it's the numbers are starting to go down since COVID because people are able to move here in the last couple of years. But yes, it is a very fair, I would call it a, a definitely a retirement sleepy beach town.
0: Did you notice a change the beginning, the polarization with COVID and the mask mandate, but then I, I kind of saw where I live that once the, it started really affecting people and you saw surge rates go up and hospitalizations, hospitals are filled and people kind of had this reality check that no, this is real. And for some people it's really um, impactful You know, if you survive it, you might have had to be in the hospital. And I think that changed some people, at least. Did you see that any over there?
1: Uh, You know, unfortunately, a, a good friend of ours lost his wife to it and was still dealing with ridicule of people saying that COVID wasn't real. Um, from friends that are, that are friends that are, you know, people that do care about each other, but that's, it's just, it's a, it's, you know, it's a weird world that we we're trying to navigate the best we can and and, and not everybody dealt with it very well. And, and unfortunately, you know, that, you know, the stressor situations in our world show us who we really are and how we deal with each other. And sometimes that's not always the best light to see people in.
0: You are so right about that. Um, And I wanted to ask you, with Thanksgiving coming up and fall, what does that look like for you, John, uh, Thanksgiving? Like what What do you, you know, you were married to somebody who didn't grow up with that tradition. So how do you guys celebrate?
1: Um, well, we, uh, we've we always opened up our house, um, you know, living in, as a chef down in Florida and living up here and, and having people that are, you know, usually, you know, the restaurant world's always the the know, the, the people that are the outcasts, usually the community or, or those that are, you know, especially live in a transient community that, uh, you know, people live here and move here and have their families otherwise. So we always usually open our house and have Friendsgiving, you know, that's usually our, our, our tradition. But at the restaurant, um, we do um, a uh, family style meal, um, and the family style meal will be um, so like it's all you can eat, but it's like I don't know if you ever been to like an Amish restaurant where uh, they just put all the platters on the sides on your table and you just pass it around, and that's what we did. We started doing that because we wanted to do Thanksgiving during COVID times, and nobody wants to deal with the buffet. And so in my mind, buffets are just kind of are going out i'm not a big fan of buffet for holidays because i like the conversation at the dinner table when you say please pass the cream corn that's spiking up conversation with your family member you know um so we're gonna and then we also we are we do our last seating at the restaurant at two thirty. so all my staff will be able to be off and home with their family by five o'clock and that's how we do our holidays all like you said we talked about earlier is we take care of our employees as best we can we give them off sunday nights we close on tuesdays and then we do all of our holidays. If we we're open on a holiday, we only do seatings from like eleven to two thirty, so all the staff can be at home for the evening with their families. Yeah,
0: I think that's wonderful. I want to tell everybody that if you're in this area, you've got to check it out. Um, I'll, I'll in the show notes, I'll have a link to their website so you can read all about what they're doing. John, I appreciate what you're doing. Um, I noticed right away. I think it's great. I think it's going to have a ripple effect through the area. So I think that's that's wonderful.
1: Well, thank you. You know, that was um, when I first started open, when I opened up, somebody called me a, um, an entrepreneurial activist. And that stuck with me because, you know, my goal is to pay my employees a little bit more. So that way my, my neighbors have to pay their employees a little bit more. You know, um, it's also, I, you know, I'm trying to get health insurance for everybody. You can call off. You request for days off. You know, that's the things that we're trying to do to change the change the business in the kitchen. But if, I, if we started, hopefully other people have to do it as well.
0: Yeah, they they will. I think you're doing everything right, and I think it shows in every way. Is there anything that I did not ask you that you wanted to say?
1: No, I just, you know, I really want to say, you know, like I said, this is, I'm very thankful. You know, this is the, the fall time to be really thankful. And I'm really thankful for the opportunity to be in this community and have this great restaurant and to give back to the community as much as we can. And, and it's, it's a really crazy thing to think about. My wife and I, we could be doing anything we want. We've, we've had all the jobs we want wanted to do and been pretty really successful in our individual careers. And we decided to take a step back from enjoying our comfortable life to open up this restaurant to try to make our community better. And uh, that's, it's crazy to say that, but it's really what we're trying to do.
0: Yeah. Well, I I think it shows. And I mean, we were craving your food when we came back. Um, And I would even joke with the family, like, I'll be back in a little bit. I'm just going to get in the car and go and uh, pick up some boiled peanuts and some other stuff at the local, and then I'll be right back. Um, So we, it's, it's phenomenal. People check it out, see what he's doing. And John, um, thank you and bless you. I hope that you have continued success in this.
1: Thank you for taking the time to chatting with us today.
0: And um, I'll have all of the information regarding the restaurant in the show notes. And until next time, I hope that you find something that makes your soul light and happy. You can support this show by subscribing it, liking it, and sharing it with others. And you can also follow the show on Instagram at the story with Charu. That's on Instagram. It's all lowercase, all one word, at the story with Charu. That's where I post pictures of our guests. And I also have uh, more fresh takes about current events that we really can't get to in a podcast format, and sometimes just random things from around the globe or just everyday life. You can also find more information about me on my website, charukamaria.com. That's C H A R U K U M A R H I A dot com. Again, that's also one word. And until next time, I hope that you find something that makes your soul light and happy.